The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. Eleanor Galvin is with us to give uh, medical advice. So if there are any queries you have, you can fling them in to 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. By the way, a lot of texts in relation to our discussion around the referendums. I will bring you those in a while. But in the meantime, text to 53106 or WhatsApps to 87 106 with anything that you need a bit of advice on if it has changed colour, if it's gotten bigger or smaller, if it's swollen when it shouldn't be or not when it should or anything else along those lines. Eleanor will do her best to give you a steer. Before that, Bit of a shift being reported by Eilish O'Regan in the Irish Indo uh, today. And of course, this is news from the week and fairly significant news, I assume, for a fair uh, number of patients. 12-month prescriptions. I don't really know how it'll work in the end because a lot of scripts are are for a lot shorter than that for a reason. So there must be some things that you could probably be on unmonitored. But I suppose things like blood pressure tablets or medication that you need to check levels for the antidepressants, things like that, that you need to maybe check in with people a bit more regularly than that. So I'm sure it'll be only a very limited amount of things they would be. And can you not write refill scripts as it is? Oh yeah, we write up to six months. Legally, that's all we're allowed, write up to is six months. But if pharmacists would be able to extend it to a year, but there'd be very few times we would say, come back and see us in a year with no, maybe in the middle kind of thing. Come back and see us in a year, but in six months we want blood tests done on that or you need three monthly blood tests to check your lithium levels or, you know, those sort of things that kind of happen. Um, so it, it, it waits to be seen how well it works and for how many people um, that they would be able to extend scripts for. Well, it's interesting because Eilish O'Regan has a thing saying uh, she does it as a Q&A and one of the cues is how happy are GPs and specialists with the move? And it begins, reaction is mixed. Patient safety concerns have been highlighted. And yeah, I assume that's, that's it. Of, it's, that's it's a long time not to see the patient. It's a long time not to see the patient. Um, or a long time if a pharmacist maybe doesn't know what else has happened in the meanwhile to be brave enough to say, oh, yeah, here's another six months because things change kind of rapidly sometimes. What about the cancellation of refill scripts? Do you put end dates on your prescriptions? Is there No, so I, I start my say say I gave you a script now for six months um, and in six months time that would be the end of it. The, the script would be no longer legal or valid. So that's that's how it happens as of now. Um, so maybe now they'd be able to still give it you after 12 months. And they have examples of the types of things that might be in, say, uh, uh, again, this is, if you want to read page 19 in the Indo, um, another example is a young woman with eczema who uses a steroid cream prescribed by a dermatologist. She has a six-month script. The doctor might want the long-term use of the cream monitored. Yeah, I was about to say, well, certainly not that one for 12 months. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Because it, nothing like a steroid to make you feel better but hey you know it has long term side effects and you don't want to be overusing it and maybe there's a different cream out now. So the likelihood is I assume therefore that people who are on six month scripts they shouldn't immediately take from this woohoo I'm doubling my duration of script they're I likely to still need to be checked be probably in. Ch- if you people are on medication they generally have an illness and they generally check it in probably more regularly than that. As always, loads of questions coming in for you. Uh, one beginning, is there a stomach virus going around again? My two sons and wife came down with it last night. Two sons and wife, same time. That sounds like food poisoning. Yeah. He says. <laughs> there's my medical degree again. Yeah, there, are there kind of no, um, there's a kind of a viral gastro thing goes around this time of the year. A kind of 24, 48 hour bug thing. But then she might think how well she cooked the chicken for dinner. Um, Do you know on a calendar in a given year, would you have a sense of, OK, I'm going to suffer from December through February with resp- respiratory illnesses. And then once I hit March, I get that gastric flu. Does it come around seasonally? Yeah, it does. It, does comes, it? Around, it comes around seasonally um, and then knits in September. 
Is it? Oh, because everybody goes back to school and spreads yeah. them among each other. Yeah, we've had re- good respite over COVID from some things. Um, but And we saw no chicken pox during COVID, which was really weird. And now that's back again. Why would somebody bring you a knit? Oh, because sometimes they have swollen glands at the back of the, their necks. Kids would. And their mums mightn't have copped that it's knits. So... Hang on, the knits call the swollen glands? Yeah, the swollen, they do they? swollen glands uh, and they come in with the swollen glands um, and, and they're hopping around happy out. Um, are they worried? Um, are they've tried themselves? Or um, quite often, it, it is about swollen glands. And what works? Do you poison them, or do you have to comb them out with that little oh, annoying comb? You have to co- comb out the little annoying comb. Get ones with little uh, grooves on them that catch the eggs, uh, and then you smother them with all sorts of conditioner. You can do it chemical free or chemical, but you just need to do it many times. And to everybody. must be very hard with long hair. I oh, mean, whatever yeah. about getting it out of short hair. Getting it out of I long know. hair must I be a nightmare. I've myself, yeah. For <laughs> it's not fun. Um, it's it's a commitment, yeah. Well, we may have terrified a texter. Um, we had a texter who just texted in, I have a swollen gland on the right side of my neck since Christmas. So there's a possibility it could be nits. Although this is an adult, so it's probably yeah. unlikely. No sore throat, no pain. Should I get it checked? I had COVID at the start of December. Absolutely, you should get it checked. Uh, absolutely. And it might need an ultrasound. You might need a blood test. Uh, COVID in the start of December, now March. That would certainly need to be checked. And it might be just hasn't gone down yet, but it sh- should absolutely be checked. Text saying, I'm in the first few weeks of trying to build a healthy lifestyle, cutting back on alcohol, walking more, all of that stuff. I want to ask my GP for assistance and was wondering, are there any blood tests that could act as a guide to other changes I need to make? Now, this always confuses me. Every time I see these discussions or ads where somebody goes, clean up your act, they always say at the end of it, talk to your GP before you start exercising. And I think, what am I going to say to my GP? I'm going to go out for a walk. (laughs) Give me some advice. I I, I think if you were making a big change and you were going to start taking up exercise, for the first time, it would be good to have your blood pressure checked um, ahead of blood tests. So make sure your blood pressure is fine before you start climbing the mountain. Um, and if your your cholesterol and your glucose are kind of things that you can improve on. Uh, and then I suppose maybe why have they decided to go down the road of, of cleaning up? Are they not feeling well? Um, just been living a general normal lifestyle where we don't all do everything right all the time. So from that point of view, maybe if it's a man and he feels sluggish and tired, he maybe needs his testosterone checked. Maybe it's a perimenopausal woman. Um, maybe they have a thyroid disorder, they're feeling tired and they think all this exercise is going to help that. Or maybe just to get a baseline in there first isn't a bad idea. Uh, baseline bloods, tired. Can I tell you some things. Uh, uh, what I think is an interesting fact yeah. about menopause? Yeah because there was a discussion about grandparents during the week. Okay. Did you know there's only three animals in the world that have menopause? There's humans, pilot whales and killer whales. Okay, so... We're and all more in like all of those cultures, probably, I don't know if you can describe killer whales as a culture, but what, it, what the other interesting combined um, characteristic that all of those different species have is grandmothers are active in the community. Killer whale grandmothers bring up the okay. grandkids. So there's a theory that says so it's saying, of evolutionary oh, advantage not oh, to have your own but to help the daughter. So you're saying there's no menopause in other animals so that so I'm told, lady if, monkeys If you're can a chimpanzee have, you keep cranking them out and you look keep, after your own. I never if, knew that. This is what I'm told. Yeah. Now, a lot of what I come up with is wrong, no, Eleanor, no, so I don't guarantee it but this no. is what I think is the case. Uh, Tech saying, I'm looking into getting a vasectomy. How long do I need to use contraception for afterwards and how much pain should I expect? Well, it's 12 weeks generally for 80% of the sperm to be gone after vasectomy. But you have to wait till you have an entirely clear sample um, to have no sperm in your sample, which is checked by the lab. And you need to go back to your vasectomy provider to get that done. It's generally part of the price of the whole thing. Um, 
and you when you have a clear sample, 80 percent clear after 12 weeks. And that's where people get caught. They don't go back and make sure. Because um, that that remaining 20 yeah. percent can still be. Effective. Yeah. And then there is kind of a one in 2000 failure rate. And I don't know how much of it is the failure rate of the vasectomy or the failure rate to do the follow up. Um, so it, it is actually a, an extremely effective way of contraception. And pain How can there wise, be a failure? I would have thought it's like, you know, the jumping tunnel is closed. Well, that's it. Like, I, I think it's a failure rate that your wife got pregnant eight weeks after you had your vasectomy because you never went back and got your second sample or, or you didn't wait long enough. Um, the cut that they do in a modern vasectomy operation is less than two, three millimetres big. That's all it is. Millimetres, one incision millimetres. So they say that it's equivalent to having a tooth filling or a dental extraction pain-wise and it's just treated with paracetamol and like neurofin. How common is it and what sort of age group do you see? Um, I think um, I think men are reluctant to get vasectomies although they ought to um, because um, <laughs> Just as a matter of course. Just as a matter of course I think it's it's unfair to expect women to do absolutely everything um, and I think a lot of people come in after having their babies and they say my husband's going to have his vasectomy and then they come back a few months later and they still my husband hasn't had a vasectomy. So I think um, it, 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 it is an easy option for men compared to women having to six monthly go to the GP or maybe 12 monthly uh, now with our new guidelines but that, that it is a, a hormonal burden on top of women as well as everything else and a cost burden when men could go and have a little teeny tiny s- several millimetre snip uh, compared to a, wo- a woman having to take on that job as well as all the rest of them. Take saying, I am suffering from vertigo. Third bout this year. Scans, bloods, all fine. Are there any other things I can do? That's a tricky one if, if she's had the scans and had the bloods done. Uh, and there's medication for vertigo, but there's also balance centres. Um, so there's specific physiotherapists that work in your balance and reset your inner ear. And they do these strange manoeuvres in your head. One's called the Epley manoeuvre, where they kind of shake your head and sit your backwards while they're doing it. And they're incredibly successful, incredibly skilled um, practitioners that do this. There's a centre, there's a few centres. Um, there's one in Math Mines, um, there's one in Middleton, and they have much better success rates than medication um, and people retrain their inner ear to give them balance. Um, that amazing. Yeah, and, and vertigo is a horrible thing to have. Is it just, um, a, is it a dizziness? Is that yeah, what it is? is and you can feel nauseous as well. But also um, your eyes are telling you what's up instead of your ears uh, giving you your balance. So in the dark you can fall over. That's the problem. Uh, if you go off into the bathroom, get out of the bed in the night, get a bit dizzy in the dark, fall over and clunk your head against the sink. So that's why uh, a physiotherapy uh, solution is I think a great one. Interesting how persuasive you can be Eleanor because we just had a text that says how much does a vasectomy cost? About 600 euros but I do think that you can get them on medical card in certain clinics. There's a website called vasectomy.ie that has all of the information about a whole load of centres in Ireland together um, but um, it, it is comparable probably to a coil uh, which is a far bigger job for a woman to get put in um, and it's a permanent solution if you if you're sure you want one. What about reversibility? Reversibility. You shouldn't be thinking about reversibility if you're getting a vasectomy, uh, because it's not as simple as it sounds. You get anti-sperm antibodies, um, so the 
so so it, it can be a very you get anti-sperm antibodies. Yeah, so your own body because the sperm hasn't been going anywhere, they're not being produced, they're not going anywhere, and it gets antibodies against them. Oh, so, so even if even if you reopen the road, you may not you know, be able to and, get the traffic. And, there, and I don't think there's huge success rates on reopening the road. Uh, and sometimes then they have to do a procedure where they extract the sperm directly from the testes for fertility treatment for a man who changes his mind and decides to have another go at it. But so you should be sure you want one. Um, and then get one. Don't be th- going into it thinking, I can just reverse the road, you can't. The text saying, I get pain or what people call a stitch on my left side after a run. Should I get it checked? What is a stitch? I think a stitch is just kind of a muscle thing and maybe your insides full of gas. Not never really thought too much. People don't come with I don't think. I don't think you brought the full of your medical no, degree to that analysis, no, I don't, there. I, I don't, don't think see stitches people with have stitches. been big in your career. Yeah, so I don't. They far. haven't been big in my career. <laughs> Um, I, I, would, I would think maybe um, maybe just have a sit down a cup of tea um, and hope there's nothing behind it and if it goes away it's fine uh, a text you can put back on the, the yeah. medical hat for this uh, anything to ease the itch of psoriasis I assume for people with psoriasis it must be an awful curse when it's bad yeah and bad psoriasis there's now huge amounts of things to treat for it but the key to it is moisturising really and medical moisturising you get a lot of me- good medical moisturisers for psoriasis and that you keep them as well moisturised as you can keeps down the itch you can get antihistamine itch antihistamine creams with moisturiser in them um, but you also maybe should treat your psoriasis more aggressively with a dermatologist so that you're not left in that way. Uh, this is um, a, probably a very naive question. Is eczema and psoriasis the same thing or is one a subset of the other or are they unrelated? They're cousins. Um, so they would both be very unpleasant skin conditions. Psoriasis is more an autoimmune process, uh, whereas eczema is more of an irritant process. So something gave you eczema, it's kind of not having a good outside inside barrier of your skin is eczema, whereas psoriasis is an autoimmune disorder. Well, you mentioned antihistamines. Text asking, are there any side effects associated with taking anti? I always associate antihistamines with things like hay fever. Are they? Yeah, so in small doses, um, antihistamines are fine and some you can take over the, the counter forever and not do you any harm or get a little bit of advice that you're doing for the right thing. Uh, but they can make you drowsy, but that can be nice for some antihistamines if you want a drowsy one. They can give you a dry mouth, blurred vision, um, they can cause heart rhythm abnormalities and that's why some of them would only be given to people who wouldn't have heart disease or hypertension or things like that. So there are some funny interactions. Glaucoma patients shouldn't take them either because um, you can have the kind of blurring, drying of your eye and then it can precip- pre- precipitate worse glaucoma. Um, one uh, final one uh, because it's, I, it's, it's intriguing in its specificity. My libido recently is all over the place. I can't pinpoint a cause. What could you recommend to try to settle it? Not up, not down. All over the place, Eleanor. That's really challenging. I I would wonder if he means all over the places and not there, there, back again, not there, there, back again. So it again. sounds like. Because most of them don't say it's just gone. No. Um, so I would think... Well, that's worse than just gone. At least you're just gone. You can mourn it and move on. But if it keeps taking you by surprise, that's very problematic. <laughs> I, wondered, I don't know what would cause that. But if, it, if it's there and then gone and there and then gone and he's 38... Uh, when you kind of expect right, people to still have a consistent, not all out of the libido, it'd be worth getting his testosterone levels checked uh, in case he has had a drop in his testosterone levels, um, which may not be dropped the whole time, but maybe on the slide. 
Is testosterone or estrogen levels controlled by diet or exercise or anything else or is it only by supplementation either by taking testosterone or HRT or something like that? Well, to be the right weight helps for hormones to be produced at the right amount. Uh, But otherwise sometimes like menopause or andropause is what they call it in men. There's no real changing around. Yes, do the healthy lifestyle, all the rest of it. But sometimes you just need to supplement it. Eleanor, as ever, thank you so much. Uh, that is Dr. Eleanor Galvin. And if you want to hunt down Eleanor Galvin, you can get her at, is it Family GP on Twitter? Um, Rathbarnham GP or FamilyDoctors.ie website. There you go, from the horse's mouth. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.